thanks for listening to the Monsters and Mixers podcast. We usually do this at the end of the episode, but we want to make sure we catch those of you who may stop listening before we give you the details of where you can follow us. We have several social media accounts where you can keep up with new episodes, send us ideas, buy merch, and share your stories. So please follow us on any or or all of your preferred social media platforms. You can find us on Facebook at Monsters and Mixers Pod, on Twitter at Monsters Mixers, and on Instagram at Monsters and Mixers Podcast. Also, ratings and reviews for podcasters are one of the most valuable currencies. The more reviews and ratings we have, the easier it is for others to find us. A great way for you to help us is to follow us on your preferred listening platform, leave a five-star rating, and leave a review. We would appreciate it very much. To submit a story, you can message us on any of those or just send an email to monstersandmixers2 at gmail.com or at one of the socials mentioned. This episode is sponsored by Anna Luisa Jewelry. After we terrify you with our true life experience with a Ouija board, head over to shop.analuisa.com slash monstersandmixers to get a fabulous Mother's Day deal of buy one, get one for 40% off for that special mom in your life. So I wanted to start us out with um, a little bit of history about Ouija boards in case you are not familiar. There's um, a lot of people I don't think that really know much about them. They were first advertised in 1891. Did you know that Ouija boards were that old? Mm -hmm. I had a feeling they were pretty old. Yeah. Um, The original price was a whopping $1.50. Which is, is that super a lot in 1891? I don't think so, but I feel like it might be very similar to what we got going on right now for game boards and things, how much they cost. Yeah, they're expensive AF now. Yeah. Um, there were some pretty funny rumors around the patent. The creators of the Ouija board actually had to prove that it worked in order to get the, um, to get the people to back them and say that they would give them a patent. So it is still patented, patented, why can't I say that? Patented? Yes, thank you. To this day, um, there's a little bit of a story that I'll tell you about down um, a little bit later. But So the origination, actually, of the first board is still relatively unknown. They don't know where it actually, like, the inspiration things came from. It was, however, spawned by this super crazy obsession people had in the early 19th century about regarding spiritualism there's like this whole like spiritual takeoff mm-hmm. and the Ouija board became a sensation in the United States in 1848 when the Fox sisters who were pretty well-to-do um, upstanding citizens from upstate New York they claimed to receive messages from spirits in the form of tapping on the walls when they used their Ouija board and the sisters said that they would be doing like their Ouija board seance and when they'd get over a certain letter Something would just randomly tap on the, randomly tap on the wall, and that's how they got their words. And people, everybody, once they heard that story, like really, like ate that up and wanted to start trying the Ouija board. Um, many other people claim they got their messages in other ways. Some say that they. Wait, when hold they, on. So yeah. they became a, a sensation in the U.S. in 1848, but they weren't advertised until 1891. Wait, maybe it's 1948. Yeah. Okay. Probably so I was like, dang, the Fox sisters <laughs> were really ahead of their time. 1948. Thank you for catching my glitch. Um, okay. So other people say they got their messages other ways. They said they received a tap um, or a knock on themselves when they got over certain words and letters. Uh, lots of people think that the reason why Ouija boards were so easy to catch on the, in the United States full of like staunch Christians and lots of Catholics 
is because you could use them and still embrace your religious side and still say that, you know, the reason why you were doing it was because you were connecting to like spiritual spirits and ghosts on the other side. You weren't going to get burned at the stake. Right. Which is quite different than how they would have treated somebody doing witchcraft, which a lot of people think Ouija boards are like, like a type of witchcraft. Super different as to how people use them today. Yeah. So I don't know. I th I just thought it was kind of cool to give a little background. No, that is cool. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Okay. So I told you that the people had to prove that they actually um, had powers and could use it. So the original Numer Uno Ouija board was actually named by itself, which I thought was really super cool. So the Kennard or Kennard, yeah, it's Kennard Novelty Company. Um, they were granted exclusive rights to what they at that time called the talking board in 1890, but they didn't have a name for it. And there was an attorney who was on the investment um, team. There were like four people who were like investors and backers, and his name was Elijah Bond. And there was this meeting they were all having, and his sister-in-law, Helen, was there. And so a few of them were sitting around at the table playing with the talking board, and they were like, okay, well, let's just ask the board what it should be called. And they said the board literally spelled out the word Ouija. And Ouija is said really strangely, but just in case you aren't familiar, it's O-U-I-J-A. So the board literally named itself. Did that word exist prior? No. And when they asked the board what it meant, it replied, good luck. And they didn't know if good luck meant the name it good luck or if it was some kind of sinister say thing saying like good luck yeah so i mean it could be possible that the ouija board literally like warned them warned them that some that it was a tool for bad or i wonder what like the f first spirit to come through on a ouija board was i don't that's a good question we should look it up and find out i feel like i don't know it would have to be like the people who created it obviously but i wonder if they were like because we see so many versions of like modern games that existed in a different way, caveman era or like Egyptian era times. Like, I wonder if they had something like that where they communicated with extraterrestrials or like spir spirits and stuff. Maybe. Their own I mean, Ouija. Yeah, or some kind of like um, dousing rods or crystals mm -hmm. or whatever. Or like cave drawings or something. Yeah, there are lots of different ways people choose to communicate with spirits. Um, I think the rods are so cool. I kind of want to try it. They are pretty cool. The crossover, mm -hmm. they're getting an answer or whatever. I find it really interesting that the Ouija board is always the one that people are the most um, afraid of. And I don't know if somewhere along the lines, some, well, I mean, I do know. There's lots and lots of stories about people becoming possessed. We talked about and also they mean, Roland Doe yeah. and him getting possessed after he and his aunt did the Ouija board. Hollywood and, kind of took that over too and made it a thing that never really ended well. Right, like the Ouija movie and things like that. The craft, like, yeah, made it black magic, essentially. I mean, regardless, there are, I do feel like we need to make sure we give you a disclaimer because we are going to talk about the time we used a Ouija board and I would really like to do it again because it was one of the most profoundly cool experiences I've ever had in my life. But there are lots of stories out there. You don't have to look very far to find them where people warn you about using a Ouija board. The most recent one I can think of is the story that was actually the basis for the movie Veronica. 
where a young lady and her friends are in their Catholic church basement. In Spain, they, I think. And they perform a, a Ouija session, and it does not end well. So use at your own west risk. We are not... Risk. risk. Yeah. <laughs> use at your own risk. We are not condoning or telling you to go out and do anything. If you do... Oh, if you do, there are also yeah. right ways to do it. Absolutely. And we're going to talk about that when we talk about how we did things. Um, you just have to make sure that you know what you're doing and, and follow the rules. And intentions are set. Because like, most of the time you hear bad things happening, it's when things were not done properly. Right. And like Scream, there are always rules you have to follow. Yes. Yeah. So, that being said, we are going to talk about our personal experience. It's always been like um, some weird I don't know I'm so preoccupied with the paranormal and I'm always looking for answers to what happens after we die and it is really a source of anxiety for me so anything that I can do to reach out and and try and fill in the holes and bridge the gap I always try to look towards so in that way I've never really been afraid of Ouija boards I don't tarot cards kind of freak me out and like um, tarot cards are I don't I like psychic readings and fortune telling for some reason bother me because I don't really want to know my future so much because I can't do anything about it, I guess. Um, also, like, the Ouija, you have control. Yeah. When you're getting, like, your tarot's read and you're, like, talking to a medium or a psychic, like, that's... You're at the mercy of whatever they have to say to you. That's and it could true. be bullshit and it could be true. And if it is bullshit and it's horrific, you're going to linger on that for the rest of your life. That is very, very true. Um, we did not talk about our bevies today. I'm having some box wine and... I'm drinking a truly. <laughs> yeah, we're just it's it's Friday. I'm not yeah. sure when you'll be listening, but we are having our Friday afternoon cocktails. Um, I didn't feel like getting a. There's really no place to find a drink for, and I just kind of felt like having some wine today. Oh. So Ouija board drink. And it's a story about our house. So in our house, we drink wine and Trulies. <laughs> and on October, very on brand. Yeah, yeah. on October thirty first. AKA All Hallows Eve back in 2020 when the pandemic was raging and life was kind of a real bitch still. We invited just a small amount of friends over and we're just going to use their initials because we have not asked them if it's okay to include their actual names. So we had myself and Emma and then our Emma's friend A and then a friend of ours S and then her daughter G. I feel like we can say her name i have not she's asked. an avid listener oh abby I'm abby okay abby would probably prefer if we say okay. her name we'll talk about she abby. listens to like every episode and she will definitely be listening to this one so shout out abby yeah okay so we will talk about abby um and then we also had mike and caleb who mike is my husband and caleb is my son so emma's dad and brother and they were impartial observers because they do not share in our love for the i mean they like the scary stuff they like scary movies Neither one of them wanted to put their hands anywhere near the Ouija board. Now, Caleb especially is very superstitious. Yeah. So it was really perfect setup. We did it on our deck because even though I'm all in for scary, we've had enough paranormal things happen in our house that I wasn't comfortable doing it inside. So we went out on the deck and just to kind of set the mood for you, it was a full moon. It was beautiful. Super clear night. You could see all the stars. And we lit some candles, and actually we had perfect lighting with just the candles and a little bit of light from the kitchen window being, mm -hmm. the drapes being open. So, that is where we started. Emma, you want to talk about setting intentions a little bit? Yes. So, um, like I said, it's very important, even if you, like, 
go online and just Google like how to properly use a Ouija board, the, one of the first things they're going to tell you is to like set intentions. So it, you want to make sure that what you're inviting to come talk to you knows that you have boundaries and that you don't want things that are not necessarily nice yeah. to come through and play with you. So, um, and we actually did that every time we closed a session yeah. because I wanted to make sure that, because essentially when you're talking and you have a successful connection and when you break that connection, it's very likely that the next time you're not going to be speaking with that same spirit again. So you always want to reestablish your intentions, even if it's the same time frame. Say you're playing with your Ouija board for an hour. Every time you say goodbye, you need to reestablish your intentions. Yeah. So I believe we just said that we were only inviting light spirits or like light energy mm -hmm. to talk to us. We did not want anything that meant to malicious. do us any harm. Yeah. I believe I said we are only here to speak to light, bright, white, pure spirits. And it was really funny because when I said that, S looked at me when I said white, like she thought I meant only white people. <laughs> and I laughed and I was like, no, that's no. not what I meant. I just mean like pure, just like, not dark. Yeah. So it was, um, it, we had four successful connections, which I thought was super crazy. Yeah, we only did four, I think. Yeah. Cause after that we were all just kind of, I think we were just tired. It was kind of exhausting. And I mean, this whole thing lasted, what, about an hour and a half probably? Well, yeah. And we also didn't expect, I personally didn't expect anything to happen. No. Because as you all know, I'm very skeptical and the only like Ouija stories I had heard outside of movies. It's like my grandma saying that like her and her sister would play with the Ouija in like their grandparents' house to like try to get like rumors like what boy likes me? Right. Like stuff like that. Like just silly little kid stuff. Parlor games. So I'd never really like talked to anyone who had actually had success. I mean I've talked to a lot of people who have not had success. Yeah. And I've just seen it on like T V, like Ghost Adventures, and you never know when they're right actually being so, legit. So, so, so. Right. Uh, yeah. So yes, I was definitely very skeptical. I honestly expected nothing to happen and I kind of was like, if something does happen, I feel like someone's just kind of like fucking with me. Yeah, this is going to be bullshit. But I do think it's important to say that we were in a very trusted circle of people who yeah. would gain nothing by doing that. Like, absolutely nothing. I mean, I trust no. you and Abby with my life. I've known Abby for 10 plus years and you're my mom. And I know that you don't think any of that's no. funny. It's not funny at no. all. And yeah. And I kind of talk about this a little bit later. Um or was going to talk about it later where it was so obvious immediately that everybody was so taken aback that we got every action. And so when we first started just to kind of, you know, fill you in a little bit, everybody's sitting outside and there's, I'm the person who's asking the questions, which I guess I would be considered the medium at that point. So the board is facing her. Yeah. Board's facing me. There's two people to my left and two, I'm to your left. You were to my right. You and Abby were to the right. Oh yeah, to the right. Um, so two people to the right, and then Mike is sitting across from me, nowhere near the table, and then Caleb is sitting behind, nowhere near the table. And so we all put our fingers on like you're supposed to, just one finger, two fingers from each person. And it it's so weird, and people are gonna think I sound crazy, but you could feel the switch and the change in the air around us whenever that planchette started moving and I didn't expect anything to happen. We were sitting there and we established our intentions. Well, also the first session took a while. Mm -hmm, it did. It like took it took probably like 
I would say in between five and ten minutes before anything before started happened. happening because that's when I was kind of like, oh, I knew it. Like, this yeah. is a bus. So we were just kind of sitting there. I don't know like, if it was that long. I think it felt it longer. Took, probably it, about five. Probably three to five minutes. Yeah. Which is a long time when you're sitting in silence, like... With your fingers In covering. the dark. Yeah. yeah. So we just asked if anybody was there over and over. Um, said we were trying to connect with someone, invited spirits to come and talk to us, and just did that repeatedly until we got a response. And I do think it's important to emphasize patience. I mean, if this is something that, like, you actually want to do, you can't sit there and ask, like, three questions and then be like, oh, nothing happened, nothing I'm happened. done. Yeah. Like, also, I don't know if all sites will say this, do not do this by yourself. No, you're not supposed to. That's, like, rule number one. Mm-hmm. It's just not good. And you're far more vulnerable by yourself and... You could freak out and rip your hands off of the thing and then there's nothing guiding it. At least like if you're doing it with a group and one person freaks out, there's five other hands on there. Right. And the reason why if your hand is off and things is because rule number two, which is equally as important as rule number one, is you always have to say goodbye and close out your session. If you leave your session open, then things can continue to use the Ouija Paranormal board activity. to be a portal and come in and out, and you don't want that. You're going to walk home to your Ouija board on fire on your <laughs> right. coffee table. You always say goodbye. All right? So we're sitting there, and we finally, um, like I said, you could feel like this kind of like you couldn't hear anything, but you could just feel this change. And the planchette actually started vibrating. Like, we could feel it under our fingers. It, like it wasn't moving. It was just, like, jittering. It was, almost. yeah, like, shaking, like, back and forth. And It almost felt like something trying to, like, get the energy to, like, talk. Yeah. Because I don't know exactly how it works, but I assume it's also hard on their end to, like, break that threshold and actually communicate. For sure. And we even see that later on. We'll explain it more. Like, a lot of times we had, like, just fragments of words. And I'm assuming that's just hard. Hard for them. Yep. And we're outside and it's dark and you have the light of the moon and that being a full moon allows more energy to be absorbed, but also being around electronics lends to energy and we really didn't have any of that going on. No, I didn't even have my phone on. Yeah. So it starts moving and I immediately started tearing up because I was overwhelmed. What do you think this is happening? (laughs) I was overwhelmed. I was scared. I was all the things you would think you felt. I thought I was totally ready and that it was going to happen and then I'm like oh shit and I remember looking up and like I said Mike was across from me and the look on his face (laughs) was crazy because I once it started moving I said it is somebody here and it shot up to yes yeah like immediately whoever we were talking to the whole time they did not fuck around the planchette moved it was not sluggish it was fluid the entire time and it's so funny because we know, like we talked about trusting people, and um, and I will say this again later, but it was very obvious by the reactions of everybody and things that people were saying and doing throughout the time, like that they weren't the ones doing it. Like S kept asking what it was saying because she couldn't, she see couldn't it. see, yeah. she like couldn't see the letters. Like and, she knew it was moving, but she couldn't yeah, read it. And she kept looking at me and going, "What's it saying? What's it saying?" So she couldn't have been the one. No, like, and then G, my, my brother's girlfriend. Her fingers were barely on it. Like, her hands were, like, falling off. Uh, like, constantly yeah. falling off. Which I felt bad and for. And I feel like my hands were barely... It's very mm-hmm. light. Like, yeah. you're not pushing. No. Your hands are just, like, resting on top of it. And you have, like, the leverage of your arm. And you couldn't feel any pull from any direction either. No. When it was moving, it was... Gliding. Gliding across. Yeah. You would tell. I mean, I feel like I'd be able to tell if someone from one direction was pulling it. You'd see it, feel it be pulled. For sure. And like I said, I trusted everybody. I didn't think yeah. Abby. I know for sure. No, Abby's, she was like the look on Abby's face. She was like, "What the 
fuck is going on? It was obvious Abby and I were both going through it at the same time. And then Emma, being her skeptical self, I could tell she was quite uncomfortable. That well, I'm pretty sure, yeah, that actually, first session did not last very long. It did we not. were kind of just like, um... Yeah. Maybe we should just... Yeah. So reset for we were able to ask a few questions. We asked if it was a spirit that was stuck specifically attached to this house. And we got a very clear, very quick no. They said no. Um, I did ask if it... This might have been at the third one, though, I think. It's, we did some them so quickly back Well, we back. also asked a lot of the same questions. Yeah. So I asked if it was um, attached to anybody or knew anybody at the house, and it said no. Um, so there were lots of things um, asked if it knew anyone, and it said no. So I think we might have got some random transient spirit on the first one. Well, I mean, also, like, if you guys don't already know, we've talked about it before. We live in a very, like, energized area mm-hmm. of America that's known as, like, regarded as, like, the smallest haunted town in yeah, the United States. Mm-hmm. And not only that, like, we're in the town over, but we're on... The entirety of Illinois is on Native American burial grounds as is much yeah. of the United States. So it's like very charged ground, I would say. Yeah. So we could pick up anything, I feel like. I did ask if it was the spirit that used to talk to Caleb when he was little. He did not like that. And it <laughs> did answer with a definitive yes. And if you are not familiar with that, we did a um, three-part... We did three episodes where we spoke about our haunting in our house, and um, so you can go back and check that out. That's the very last one, I think, is probably where we talk about Sammy the most. We asked if its name was Sammy, and it said yes. Um, but then, I but, mean, that's kind of confusing because it did say that it didn't reside in our house. Yeah, but it said it wasn't trapped in our house. I didn't ask if it resided. I asked if it was bound. Um, and that was common with all of them also. All of, all of the spirits said they were not trapped in our house because I felt bad because if they were trapped I wanted to do something to set them free yeah and they all said no and we've actually kind of thought before that we might have some kind of a portal here that because there was so much stuff in and out so I don't know um so if you want to hear more about Sammy and Caleb then go back and look at those episodes um well I do think that's the main reason Caleb did not want to participate he mean he's mentioned it multiple times that he does not want anything to do with that even part of his life flat out denies that it even happened yeah he just doesn't want to bring it back no. <laughs> if it did happen, which I understand. I wouldn't either. Um, I He did get up and leave, and he went inside for a little while because he was obviously upset, and he didn't come back until... Oh, yeah, it's important to note that time. we also had my friend Chloe, who was inside, watching Poss- the office on my bed. <laughs> yeah, possibly sick with COVID at that point in time. She felt pretty shitty. So that session actually ended, like Emma said, it wasn't very long, and it ended pretty early because the planchette just kind of stopped vibrating yeah. and you could tell the energy was done used up. And so we said our goodbyes and then everybody went inside, refilled our beverages because we were all really freaked out. Um, no one expected that to happen. Uh, G also was a skeptic. So she was pretty freaked out. Mm-hmm. Literally none of, I don't think any of us expected it at I all. definitely did it. And the, <laughs> I wish we would have taken a picture of, my dad's face because yeah, was he pretty... was so stunned. <laughs> he thought we were all like fucking with him collectively. It was, we laugh about it now, but at the time I remember being very scared. Yeah, I'm pretty sure after we closed out the first one, he was like, okay. Yeah, like, who did that? On. What are you guys doing? Be, be for real. Yeah. Um, after we finished filling our beverages, we went back outside and we've reestablished our intentions. And we got an immediate hit the second time. 
And literally, we, I'm pretty sure I just said we we're here to talk to a spirit. And the planchette started moving. It spelled H A G. When and you then, asked its name. Yeah. I said, I think you said, Who am I talking to? Yeah. And then it said goodbye. Yeah. Like instantly, H A G. And for those of you who don't know, a hag is a witch. Um, so it's also just um insult. Yeah. So it was either saying it was a hag, which is we're really calling scary, you a hag. or calling me a hag. Which I which is pretty funny if that was the case. Which is I mean is also mean though. It's not really something No, it's not you want to talk to. It um so that was really short, but I also feel like it was really cool because like I said, it happened so fast. And we were okay with it saying goodbye because we were like, yo, yeah. that one was if you are a hag, I'm good on that. We both took a drink break at the exact same time. We try not to do that. Stagger it, but... All right. So, um, I didn't really feel any maliciousness from the spirit, even though it said it was a hag. I didn't feel nervous. These first two times, I felt pretty okay. Um, it really felt... I don't know. I just felt okay. I didn't feel nervous yeah. or anything. But... I didn't feel any kind of vibes. I don't know. I was nervous and scared, but I didn't feel weird. But that completely changed um, when we did our next two sessions. And they were really intense. They completely solidified my belief that we were talking to something that was not of this world. I left there really with the affirmation that I completely do believe that we are speaking to spirits and that there is an existence outside of our current life. I don't know. I'm not sure if you came away with the same thing or it's, it's also really weird because I think it was almost like a trauma. So it was really hard to remember immediately. Like my brain immediately started trying well, to, it was also like a huge, like adrenaline rush. Yeah. Like after, it was done. We almost like kind of immediately, we were like, yeah, that happened. But to remember specifics is kind of hard yeah. because when you're in the moment, you're not like thinking, I need to remember this to tell someone in the future. No. I mean, it was it's the last thing on your mind. It was, it was definitely, yeah, the last two were a lot. They, they really were. And I mean, it's, it's, it's cool because I definitely felt like we were communicating with something that someone in our group had lost someone. Um, and a lot of people wait until it's way too late to tell people that they love them or tell them how they feel about them. Don't wait until you need a Ouija board to tell people how much you care. That's definitely a takeaway. Mm -hmm. Don't wait until you need a Ouija board to communicate with someone. Either. Right. Yeah. Like, Same and also, now. I mean, I feel like we went in with intentions to try to talk to like a specific thing or a specific person. That's not going to happen. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have to get really fucking lucky. Well, and like, um, we know several people who practice being, um, mediums and things. And the one thing I always remember, remember from Ginger is that she's always saying how she never gets to talk to her people, that the people that randomly come up and, you know, like talk to her and want her to tell messages to people are never her own people. So maybe there's some kind of rule out there that, you know, maybe they just don't need to. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's not, they don't have any unfinished business. I don't know. And you also don't want to think you're talking to one of your people and it actually be some kind of a demon or something. Yeah. Well, that's kind of was in the back of my head where, I mean, we'll get into it later. When you thought that you were talking to like your birth dad, mm -hmm. and the first thing that like comes to my mind is it's something that's pretending. Yeah. Because there, it's just so, that'd be incredibly rare for us to not only get through four 
responses hits, of one but of them. one be someone that we actually had a connection to. Yeah, for sure. Okay. It is, like we said, better to tell people right now that you love them. And jewelry is a great way to do it. Plus, Emma, guess what's in a few weeks? Mother's Day. Mother's Day. I want to make sure you didn't forget. I do not forget. No. Um, so, just so you know, I love me some jewelry. <laughs> I know. Yep. I do too. So you, you should... want to get me something for Mother's Day. Um, I, I, got, <laughs> I got you something for Mother's Day. It's called life. <laughs> but Noted. You should go to Anna Luisa and get me something. Uh, if you use our link, shop.annaluisa.com slash monsters and mixers, you get a good deal. You get buy one, get one 40% off, and our listeners also get the same offer. So what is the link again? It's shop.analuisa.com slash monsters and mixers. Which is M-O-N-S-T-E-R-S-A-N-D-M-I-X-E-R-S. If you need reference, just click on the (laughs) podcast you're listening to. But, um, like we said, we got some pretty awesome jewelry sent from them. I got this stacked necklace that I wear literally every day because it's perfect. It's like a little horseshoe, like a crescent horseshoe. And then the top one has like a little stone that looks like a, almost like the North Star in it. And it's gold and it goes super well together and it's super pretty. It goes with like, I've worn it with our Oscars party that we went to. I wore it there and I wear it every day with just like everyday wear. So you can dress it up. You can do casual and their items are super affordable and high quality. I've showered in this necklace and I've like bathed in this necklace. So I've had it underwater and it's not like tarnishing, tarnishing. My neck isn't green. Thank God, because I hate that. Yeah. You never want to pull your hair up and someone be like, what's on the back of your neck? <laughs> like, that is not fun. Um, but the super affordable, um, prices start at just like $39 plus tax. Um, and there's they're always having sales. Yeah. You, you're always going to be able to find something. And they aren't some nasty company or corporation that we see that doesn't care about the environment because they've made it their goal to be carbon neutral from packing to product. Which is super awesome. You do not hear about that a lot these days. And they honestly have something for everyone. You can shop for your mom. You can shop for your wife. Yourself. You can shop for yourself. You can, sh- can shop for that creepy ghost lady who lives in your closet. You can shop for everybody. Mm-hmm. And I will say the um, packaging that they sent is so cute. It is cute. They sent it in like this little uh, cardboard box, but the individual packaging is these little, um, I want to say they're some sort of cloth, but I don't know mm-hmm. exactly what they are. And they have like magnetic um, prongs on them that they close and you could use those for anything. Like you don't even have to just put like your jewelry in them. It's kind of like a old potato sack kind, kind of, of. sack. Kind of yeah. Thing. And you yeah. could like keep them. I'm definitely going to keep them. I kept mine because I even just like storing jewelry that you already have in them, just little stuff that gets lost on your bed stand. Yeah. And they release new designs every Friday. So you can always find something new and cool to check out. And I like that if they're out of something they uh, that you want, you can be put on a wait list and they'll email you immediately when it's in there. That's awesome. I got really, I, I love them. They're the coolest. They are a mismatched earring set. They're called Celeste and they totally fit with my spiritual pseudo witchy, I want to be Stevie Nicks vibe that mm-hmm. I like to throw out all the time. And they're really lightweight, which helps me a lot because... My ears are really um, sensitive and heavy earrings after a while, my earlobes hurt really bad. Even just after like a normal night, if I take my, I wear like weird earrings, that's kind of like my thing, but the ones that are super heavy, if I take them out at night, like 
I can even feel like little scabs on the back mm -hmm. of my, because my ear has just been put through trauma all night, but theirs are super lightweight. Everything, the necklace is even super lightweight, but good quality. Like it a lot. Yep. I'm super excited to see what new designs came out today. Me too. Yeah, you can go check for yourself and be sure to use your shop.analuisa.com slash monsters and mixers link to get your special someone, some jewelry. They will love at a great price. And their shipping was super fast. It was very super fast. fast. I think we were supposed to get it on a Monday and we got it on a Saturday. So like yeah. two days early. Mm -hmm. So if you're like last minute shopping, there you go. Yep. So that is shop.analuisa.com slash monsters and mixers to get buy one, get one 40% off. We promise there's nothing scary about their jewelry. Which is very unlike the next part of our story where we meet some pretty significant beings on our Ouija session. And it's, I don't know, it's, it's just, it's a, it's a lot. So I'm just going to tell you right now, if you are running low on your beverage, now is the time to hit that pause button, get yourself a drink, and figure it out. Because I was really shook. Mm -hmm. And so... Session three, we oh we reestablish our intentions and we ask the same questions. And like I said before, I really didn't have um, any kind of negative feeling and originally. I didn't appreciate being called a hag. I thought that was kind of shit. I also kind of felt like at this point we were all kind of getting the hang of it. Yeah. Like our bearings. Like mm -hmm. I wasn't really nervous anymore. No. Kind of just felt like natural. Yeah. We were just like, okay, that was cool. We did, we've done it twice. Let's see if we can do it a third time. Mm -hmm. And the minute the planchette started to move... I felt kind of nauseous. I felt like some dread. I just did not feel right. I was kind of shaky. I just did not feel right. And so we, again, asked like the, you know, same questions. Are you bound to the house? Do you know someone here? And this time it said it did know someone. And when we asked who, it, gave, it kept giving the initial E and we thought that it was talking about a new you. But when we specifically said, when I specifically asked, so you know Emma, it immediately kept saying no. And it was like shooting up to the word no. Like, no, no, no. But then when we'd say, who do you know here? It kept saying E. So And then we'd even ask again, like, so do you know someone here? And it would say yes every yeah, time. Yeah, every time. So either we had some kind of trickster thing going on. I don't know, some smart ass. What? We have no idea. But we just kept clarifying and Emma unfortunately has had um, several people close to her who have passed away and we made sure to ask if it was any of those people and it was a resounding no. Yeah, at that point it had been I think like five months since I had lost like a pretty significant person in my life who I had known since I was like 13. Um, but it was kind of like an online friend so he lived in California so I thought it would be a little odd if we were channeling that but that was the first thing that my mind went to because I was like okay well I'm gonna ask if it's this person so I said is it blank and it said no and then I was like well is it blank and then it said no and then I asked is it blank and it said no so I'm like okay well I'm out of yeah then you options. don't know me like I don't really know anyone else to ask yeah and I don't know I I don't want to divulge too much information about myself um personal stuff but I had a pretty estranged um, traumatic relationship with my birth father and 
So that was one of the reasons why I've been so hesitant to do something like this for so long. And I've actually even inquired and asked, like, because I know I have abilities. I know that there are things that happen and I think what you want. But I mean, I know that I can sense spirits and things like that. And I'm pretty sure if I were more in tune, I could probably talk to them and do almost like a medium thing. But I've always been really hesitant because I don't want to let in spirits that I don't want to speak to. And so I think I really started getting nervous thinking that, um, that it was my dad and I don't know. And even like Mike kept looking at me, your dad kept looking at me because I, he was thinking the same thing because just, it just, I don't know something about it. And so I specifically asked, are you my dad? And it immediately said yes. And I didn't quite know how to process that. And I didn't know what to say and what to do. But then, because I know of so many people that have told stories about being in a, in a session and it being a trickster spirit. And so I was like, okay, so you're my dad, then what's your name? And it started to spell a wrong name. It like moved to a wrong mm -hmm. letter. It moved to a wrong letter and I said, no, stop, you're a liar. And the planchette died. Like just, choop, that was it. Yeah, it you stopped. said, no, you're lying. And... Which is probably something we're not supposed to do because you're not supposed to make statements. I think you're right. well, always supposed, supposed to ask, to ask questions, questions, but in that moment, it's... it had to be done. And I mean, I we I I felt it was necessary to end the session then because I was uncomfortable with what we were talking to, and it had already been a good fifteen minutes mm -hmm. of communication. So I said goodbye and I ended it, and then we took a pretty long pretty long break because I needed to regroup. Um, like I said, I was very uncomfortable. Well, I mean, also when you told it to like stop it, it did immediately. Yeah. I was like, oh, oops. Uh, yeah. I've so, overstepped some boundaries. I mean, and, and that maybe it was, and maybe there's, like you said earlier, maybe it was my dad and maybe it was just really hard to make the planchette move properly. I don't know. We also don't um, know what it was going to spell. So we have no idea what I was going to say. Yeah, I probably should have not been quite so hasty, but I was scared. I mean, I'll be honest. I, I was mean, really freaked Yeah, out. and if you feel like you need to get out of it, then get out of it. Yeah, that's important also. Like, if you ever are doing that and you feel like something is not right, then it's okay to, to walk away. And that's what we did and took a nice little, took a nice little break like we're going to do right now because I am really in need of some more wine. So. <laughs> okay. beverages replenished and we are ready to tell you about our final session and it was another um really eventful long like, long it was the longest one for yeah, sure like 20 25 minutes yeah and as exhausted as we all were at the end of that i can't imagine how exhausted the spirit was because they tried so hard to communicate what they were trying to communicate and it again took a little bit of time for the planchette to start moving but it we could feel it when it started vibrating. I was actually ready to give up mm -hmm. because, I mean, it seemed like a lot longer than it did for the others to start It was working. also kind of like, okay, we've had yeah. luck three times. Like, what yeah. are the odds? If it's taking this long, what are the odds that we're going to get a fourth one? And I don't know if the reason why we got the fourth one was because of the full moon or if it was our collective energies or what. If maybe we're just... I well, at that point, we were revving up a lot of 
energy in one place. So yeah, I feel like we maybe formed our coven that day. <laughs> I I was like, and actually, I've made that joke to Abby lots of times. I've asked her if she wants to join our coven, and she's very graciously said yes. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm excited because that is something I would do. So it took a while for this to um, start working, and then we started getting movement and. We immediately asked if it knew someone there, and it said yes. And it was a very firm, very quick yes. Um, we asked who it knew there, and it kept saying random letters. It wasn't very clear. We never got a clear cut, like, who it said it knew. It would do, like, a string of letters that didn't, like, make, sense. make a word. Yeah. And... It was we, fast. It was so This fast. one was like literally like zooming. This is the point when G's fingers were upside down mm -hmm. and only her fingernail was resting on there. And I had to keep saying, don't let your finger fall off um, because it was going so fast. And with there being so many of us, it was the board was kind of spaced out for, for like that far end yeah. when it was going was really spaced out for her. So um, we asked how long ago it died and it kept going to the number one. And I kept asking, so you died a year ago? And it immediately kept saying, no, 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 it didn't die a if year ago. If I remember ago. correctly, it also went one, one, one. one like yeah. multiple times. Like it'd go one and then it'd go like around the board almost mm -hmm. and then like back to one. I forgot about that part. That was so creepy. It went all the way around like, the board. Yeah. How many times or how long ago did you die? It said one and then it literally circled around and came back like to the one Like the edge twice. of the board. Yes. Like it looked all the way I totally around I forgot it. That's why... G's fingers were what are you doing looking something. At? I'm just looking around. Stop <laughs> doing that. Every time. Oh God, I'm just looking. I'm thinking. Yeah, I, I forgot about how creepy that was. That was so scary. Are you alright? No. <laughs> okay. I already well, have my back to stuff. You can't look behind uh, okay. me like there's something. There's back nothing there. back there. And okay, so we kept going back to the one. And so I could tell it was getting frustrated. The spirit was definitely getting frustrated. We were able to establish that it did say it was a male. Yeah, I think it was getting annoyed or frustrated that like it was telling clearly us. telling us something and we were not picking up and on we it at all. It. Yeah. Because it was telling us something, but like everything that we would ask that would be in reference to what it was telling us would not be what they meant. Mm -hmm. Even though looking back, like that should have been one of the things that right. we what they actually meant should have been what we went to. But yeah. it makes sense afterwards. Knowing what we know now. And that's kind of something that if you are going to do this, like, um, listen, well, but I, the one thing, like, just because it says one doesn't mean that it means like a year ago, a month ago, a day ago, you have to kind of like use, it's not going to spell out everything for you. Mm -hmm. So like, say the year that they died was like 2011. It's not going to go two zero one one every time. Mm -hmm. Like, that's just not, you have to be smarter. Or just pay attention more and realize that it could be meaning things that we're just not picking up on. And I think when we do it again, we will. It'd be one thing. Like, it'd be a lot easier if it was spelling out full sentences and phrases. Right. But could you imagine the amount of energy that would take for right. a spirit to do? And that'd take forever, too. We did, though, get some pretty cool sentence action. Yeah. Because we had already established that the spirit was adamant. It knew someone. It had a relationship with someone there. And same thing, we asked if it died on our property. No. Was it trapped here? No. It was just literally there for the party to talk. And I asked if it had a message for someone. And that planchette moved... Well, first, did we say that it specified that it was a male? Yeah, I did. Okay. That planchette moved so fast, it spelled the entire sentence, I love you, in three seconds flat. 
It was the it, letter U, though. The first time it was the letter U. Mm -hmm. And the sec yeah. second time it spelled it out. Like straight, like fast. Like yeah, I, I love -E -U. U. Yeah. Which is like the yep. most that we had gotten at all. I mean, we were getting like hag. Yeah. <laughs> like that's three letters. Hag and yes and no. Yeah. And, yeah. Things like that. It, when it spelled I love you, it moved so fast. Um, it was still more the same though. Lots of not able to get really clear, concise answers. Um, I could have been asking the wrong questions or it could be like you said, we just, we were getting the right answers. We just didn't know how to interpret them. So we did that for about 20 minutes before we closed the session out. I once again asked if it had a message and it spelled, I love you again. And this time it spelled out the word you, and it was same thing, super duper fast. And I was so caught up in what we were doing that I wasn't paying attention to the people around me. And it took a while to realize that S was really um, visibly impacted by what was going on. Mm -hmm. And we found out later through conversations that um, we were having when we were all like decompressing and trying to figure out what the fuck just happened and what was going on that she had lost a friend 11 years ago. That's what the one, 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 mm -hmm. one was. And she is pretty sure that this was her friend um, talking to her. With and, the initial S. And he, yeah, with the initial, he had the initial S and that kept coming up over and over and over like, you know, S and that could have been S for her, her or S for him or S for both of them. We don't know, but um, she was very um, moved. And, He's crying. Yeah. Yeah. And, and. You know, I'm pretty sure that she felt like she had had a conversation with her friend who she loved a lot that she lost. And I was actually really happy when it was over that we had the opportunity for her to. I wish I would have known that going in. I think I would have been able to ask a little more questions. Oh, yeah. Um, but I mean, if we all sat down and listed off the people that we've lost and specifics. Well, yeah. Would... And then it also, like would have led to it not being a credible experience because no one knew that. No one knew. But yeah. her. And like we said she earlier, read. she couldn't read the board. <laughs> so, um, you know, that's part of why I think we're able to, like, piece together the small things that happened along the way that proved that we had a legitimate paranormal experience with our Ouija board that, you know, G's fingers sliding off and it moving so quickly and so fluidly that there's no way in hell one person could have been doing that or all of us collective, like you see all those videos where they say it's like, you know, you're like collective selling it to happen. Yeah. And things like that. And knowing and seeing how everyone was so individually and, and collectively impacted. Well, even and, just like the people who weren't even participating were like feeling things. I mean, yeah. And you know, Mike and Caleb both said they could not. No, my dad was like watching mm -hmm. intently to see if he could see anyone intentionally trying to. Yeah, he's like, I didn't see anybody. Nobody's forearms were flexing. Nobody was doing anything weird. Like, nobody seemed to be pulling. Nobody was sitting in their chair strange. None of that kind of stuff. And it's funny because I was trying to, like I said, immediately after we did this, we talked about it. And then I think we all were just so tired. And poor G um, was such a skeptic and had no idea what was going to happen. And when I talked to S, she said that um, she literally was up until six in the morning because she was so scared. Because it was scary. I mean, it was it was a lot. And you know, piecing all the things back together. And when I asked Caleb about um, 
what he remembered because I was like, hey, Em and I are going to finally do our episode about when we did the Ouija board. What are some things you can remember? He said, can I ask you, why in the hell do we never talk about that? And I said, what do you mean? And he said, mom, literally, that was like one of the craziest things I've ever experienced in my life. And after it happened, we all go into the goddamn <laughs> kitchen and eat snacks. <laughs> and act like it never happened. Yeah. And he was like, what was that? And I said, I think it was just what we needed to do. Like, we all just needed to be, like, well, okay. Well, even, like, when we're in public, like, say we're, like, drinking at the bar we go to and someone, like, mentions, like, a Ouija board experience they had, I'm, like, not really inclined to divulge ours because mm-hmm. I'm, like, I don't... It feels very personal and special, and I feel like if you're not there, me yeah. just, like, explaining it to some random dude at the bar, they're gonna be, like, oh, that's, like, that's spooky. Yeah. But they're, like, not gonna understand, like, the gravity of it. Because I wasn't... You keep saying it was, like, scary. I wasn't necessarily scared, but it was like, I was anxious because I'm like, okay, well, first of all, what is going to happen? And then when it did start happening, I'm like, well, it's happening. I wasn't scared. I don't even know how to explain it. I was just kind of like, it's jarring because yeah, if you want to take it as you will, but you can take it as like literal like proof that there's, we there's something, yeah. which is like a huge, that's something that people search for their entire lives yeah. for like proof that there's something on the other side. I feel very fortunate that we were able to have such a good thing. I have, just so everyone knows, I have asked Emma on multiple occasions to do this again, and she is still yet to to want I'm to willing do so. to do it again. I just feel like I need to be in the right headspace. Yeah. Because I really would like to, and it's not that I, I completely know what happened. I just, um, I mean, it's the scientist side of things, like, in order to prove something is true, you need to do it more than one time. And I know we had four times in that session, but more than one sitting to get to be able to establish something. And I'm more is interested true. in doing it a second time with maybe just you and I. I mean, Abby can be there because once again, I trust her, and she literally went and bought a Ouija board after that happened <laughs> because she's like, just in case we want to use it in the future. Like, I just want to have one. Not but, that we don't trust the other. People. No, but I trust them, but they're. The more people you have, the more likelihood there is to have some kind of an error. Right. And so. just because I trust you, like, fully, like, with everything, yeah, I would be more inclined to admit that it was, like, solid. Okay. You know what I mean? I don't think what we had wasn't solid, but just the fact that there is room for error with more people. So you want to just shrink, not that you don't believe or trust the people, you just want it to be a smaller smaller circle circle to help i get it that makes sense yeah because i'm really happy that those two were there with us i thought that was a really cool bonding and i'd be willing to do it again with them but if i'm gonna do it like a second time i'd rather it be smaller maybe i can convince my dad to do it yeah um i actually i think i bullied him into it i think he's gonna be able to do it but um so one last thing that's super important that we want to make sure that everybody knows is you have to after you say goodbye which is an a most make sure you cleanse yourself if you're in your house um, cleanse the space open a window open a door make sure you sage I saged everyone on the deck yeah, and I had incense burning the whole time even so. the people who were not um, active participants they got a good saging I um, literally made her I saged had made her sage me in the clothes I was wearing and then I took the clothes off and like made her sage, sage me in like my yeah. underwear because I'm like <laughs> I just get it off of me, like yeah. whatever it is. So make sure you cleanse yourself because even though three of the four 
well, the second one was iffy, but we'll say 50% of the spirits we spoke to felt like they had no ill intent. That doesn't mean something else couldn't have been in the space and just not talking to us. So we want to make sure, not that we're some experts, but I mean... I mean, anytime you make yourself vulnerable to anything, like we, when we went to our mineral springs thing, I literally made her sage my shoes Yeah, we because they had dirt residue from a pool on (laughs) them. And I was like, I consider just like throwing them away. I'm like, I don't even know if I really need these. Yeah. So make sure you clean your space. Okay. Um, for sure. And if, not if, when we do this again, we will definitely bring you, um, an update. I would really like to record it, but Emma says she thinks that's disrespectful. So we'll have to see, um. I feel like no one's ever going to fully believe what we say until we have actual proof. I don't know if it, I necessarily think it's disrespectful. I think it makes it a little less personal. Yeah. To know that, like... It's not our first time, so I feel like we can maybe do it for part of it. We'll see. Maybe. I'd rather it just be between you and I. <laughs> we'll see what happens. You're just going to have to take our word for it. And trust me, if I can get Emma to admit that something happened, something fucking happened. Mm-hmm. So, thank you again for listening. Um, if... You don't remember those socials. I'm going to put them in our description. Please follow us because... Do, wait, do you still want to mention the reasons why we know it was real? We, we did. We talked about it. Okay. Yeah. Um, so make sure you follow us. Please like and rate us so we can get our word out there to lots of people. Emma and I would really like to do this a lot more often, but those big girl jobs keep us tied down. So the more exposure we get, the more people listen, the more often we can bring you cool, spooky stories. Okay. And don't forget to head over to shop.analuisa.com slash monsters and mixers mixers. That is shop.analuisa.com slash monsters and mixers. After you finish listening to this episode to get your mom, her mother's day gift at the special listener price of buy one, get one for 40% off. It doesn't even have to be your mom, just a special lady in your life. Anybody. Yep. And what do you want? Yep. Maybe that'll make that hag happy. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe Maybe we should buy her some stuff. Need an altar for the hag. Yeah. So see you next time when we dive into another terrifying tale and concoct a new delicious drink to wash down the horror. Now get out there and meet some ghosts. And make some toasts.